This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome back, everyone, to Eminem. Hello, Matthew. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Fantastic, thank you. That's good. Why are you fantastic? Actually, I'm marvellous, to give you an M word. Better, better. We've talked about this. I'm marvellous. Yes, I'm marvellous because I'm near you. <gasps> oh. You make me happy. I make you happy. Well, I appreciate it. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. I'm so glad. Gee, you're polite. <laughs> It feels weird. I just say that I'm fine because it's the second podcast in a row you haven't inquired as to how I am. But that's okay. I'll start to get used to things. Or keep it and hold the grudge forever. <laughs> just keep bringing it up every now and then how, and how incredibly yeah, unthoughtful I am, insensitive. Well, I'm glad you're fabulous. That's the most important thing. Fabulous, marvellous. How are you, dear valued listener out there in the world? Are you well? We can't hear your answer, so we'll keep talking. But we do hope you're well. We do. We hope you're marvellous. Yeah. Magnificent. Not melancholy. Or mongy. Or mongy. Or even morose. Mm. Stay away from those negative words mm. and move into the higher M's. I don't know what that means, but, you know. Okay. On with the show. Should we do with these ones? Yeah. You can tell when we're struggling because those will pop up. <laughs> when, we des- right. when we think we deserve applause or not. Episode two, Michelle, we made it. We made it. And I'm, I'm sort of proud of us, really. Me it's too. Good. We yeah. made it. We've come back. Mm. We've come back to do another one. So what are we doing? We're doing a light-hearted look at language through an M-coloured mm. lens. Lens. An mm. lens. Only letter in the alphabet that you've got your mouth closed to say it. M. 13th letter in the alphabet, that's halfway through. Originally. Matthew worked it out last week. <laughs> Originally pronounced. 26 divided by 2. Mem. Mem. And so from now on, he's Matthew. Not always. Oh, just every now and then when it strikes me. Yes, I agree. But not Michelle. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it's syllabically overdone. If, if anything, which doesn't suit the podcast at all, I'd like to remove your M and suddenly every now and then call you Ishel. Oh, I quite like that. I know it's good, doesn't it? It sounds like Icarus a little bit, like I'm going to fly to the fly yes. to the sun. And or it sounds like you're made of the sun. <gasps> Ishel. A shell. Oh my god! It sounds like I'm a god. But I get an or extra goddess. M. We take yours away, but we can't do that because this podcast is all about. The letter M. Mm. So last week uh, we gave you guys a little intro into who we are, what we're planning on doing. We sidetracked a whole bunch, which was interesting because I really enjoyed meeting Arlene. Arlene. Um, and her mongrel uh, dog, Pasco Vale. Uh, we also uh, talked about the fact that Eminem Marshall Mathers will never be on the show and we'll never mention that again. So don't ask us. I'm getting really sick of the... You know the requests, and so much mail or email, and fo- and 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 posts that we're just uh, goodness. You know, stop making assumptions, you public millions of you that are following us. Goodness gracious, valued listener, valued listener. We'll try harder. We'll try harder. So today, uh, we are going to explore another couple of words each, um, and then obviously segue wherever we want. I believe also today we might have a special guest coming in. 
I look, I'm not sure, but we had a listener who listened to the podcast last week. I can't, I'll pull up her name in a minute. And I got some feedback that my um, articulation and perhaps grammatical grasp was, I believe the word was lacking. T- totally shithouse. Oh, there's um, more words than one there, but anyway, totally shithouse. And that maybe I could uh, benefit from, from a grammar point of view. Well, someone who has a better grasp on le inglos. No, I made that up. So I did it straight away. Le anglais. Le anglais, le anglais, which is do you mean? Not... Do you mean that you need a bit of training? You need a bit of well, I education? Didn't, I didn't think so, but I've been told that apparently I sounded like a slack-jawed yokel. I don't know. This person sounds a bit pedantic. Well, we're going to bring her in a little later and we'll see if I can't sass her under the table. All righty. I don't think she can be here when I'm here, though. Mm, I've just... never met her. No, I can't remember her name at the moment, but it will come up Penny. I think it might be Penny Pedant. Penny Pedant. Mm. But she'll be appearing later. What we're going to do first is we're actually going to launch immediately this episode because I already feel like I'm talking too much into. What's it called? Michelle's Moist Minute. She gets so just dear valued listener. Whenever I play that sound effect, she just goes sort of glassy eyed. And, and then we get dead air. And freezes. And I have to wave my arms around frantically, going, it <laughs> This was, is your cue, dickhead. So once again. Michelle's moist moment. You have two minutes. What's making me moist? Well, what we're doing in this little this little skit is asking what's making me moist or what's drying me out. So it's either a positive or a negative. Today, I've got a bit of a positive for you. There's a beautiful man who writes for The Australian. His name is Trent Dalton and he wrote the incredible novel called Boy Swallows Universe. That's now been made into a play, opening night last night. Big, big, big deal. Lots of sellouts, lots of uh, season extensions. The interview with Trent Dalton with the ABC's Hamish MacDonald was truly uplifting. It was a beautiful interview and it made me moist because the the joy in the discussion was palpable. The story that Trent has produced is autobiographical and he told the most beautiful story of sitting in QPAC with his mum. The story is all about her and her incredible strength and his beautiful brother. And she said to him after weeping through the whole show, Trent, I won. And for him to share that with us I thought was beautiful. Wow. And this story won't make a lot of sense to you if you haven't read the book, but I'm not going to fill in the blanks because if you haven't, you must. Have you told us the name of the book? Boy Swallows Universe. Boy Swallows Universe. Get I it? haven't, I haven't read it. Do yourself a favour. Yeah, I haven't read it, dear listener, but I'm immediately running out to Dimmicks or Audica or whatever they're called and I'm making it happen. And I would lend it to him, but all of my books are in a container ready to go to Perth. Also, she reads books twice. Only when they're really rich. So I always read um, Salman Rushdie twice. Oh, you need to. Yeah. You have Sometimes to. Sometimes three times. The Moors last yeah. Zara I've read twice. It's like Shakespeare. Got to go back to Midnight's Children. And um, Aaron Darty Roy is another one that her mm. text is so rich, complex and Edible. It's almost Edible. like you're full at the end of each chapter. Ooh. And I need to read it again. I get hungry for it. It's just, it's soul enriching stuff. So that's your moist moment for this week. It is. I love books, people. Trent Dalton. Trent Dalton, Boy Swallows Universe. Go and get do yourself a favour. If you've got a ticket to the play and you can't go, I'll we'll buy ta- it. Oh, I was <laughs> Scalp gonna, it to us. I wasn't going to say that. I'd go, I'll take it for free, but 
I mean, if you're offering cash for it, oh, I'm out see, of it. See, Matthew's running. gone. Matthew's taking a few leaps. We're already famous in his mind. Yeah, well. We get free shit. It's, it, I might get sponsorship. Kevin Costner, if you build it, it will come. Field of Kevin Dreams. Kevin Costner. Oh, Field never. of Dreams. Is that a shit movie? It was a, shit, it was a very shit movie. <laughs> Isn't it about baseball or something? Yes. And, and it was baseball with, with spirits and ghosts or shit? Yeah. What what happened? Like, was he, was he dead and Doesn't matter. If you build Doesn't it, matter. it will come. Okay. So that's, that's never worked, by the thank way. Thank you, Michelle, for your thank moist you. moment. I appreciate it. Are you feeling a bit moist yourself now? No. He's not well, wearing underpants I'm going to read. I'm interested. Which wow. actually means that he's not wearing underpants two weeks in a row, doesn't it? Wow. Hey, you told them last time. <sighs> I would like. Commando doesn't start with an M. Darling, can I have my word? Go. Oh, <laughs> I need to give it to you first, don't I? Okay, I love this word. Malevolent. Yes. Okay. You know I struggle with it. Yeah. You say it for the listeners. Malevolent. <laughs> say it again. Malevolent. We're not laughing at you. Malevolent. And we're not judging you. When she first sent it to me, I went malevolent, malevolent, malevolent. And you just sat there doing that instead of Googling it. But even when I Googled it, I looked at the word and went malevolent. But it, sh- it shows you where to do the emphasis. Malevolent. Oh, I hardly read that. But Those I will... little ellipsis things, you know all of that. <laughs> you know how to read different but that's languages. that's why Penny is mad at me and might be visiting us today. I know, she you probably went, need do it. do better, try fucking harder. So all we'll right, see, tell us about malevolent. Malevolent. Uh, Good, they said it right. A couple of little little weird ones. It's mm. actually a movie that was made in 2018. It's a British horror film. <laughs> so the meaning of the word, uh, just let's, let's go straight there. Having, showing or arising from intense, often... Vicious, ill will, spite or hatred. It is a productive of harm or evil. Evil. Do you know then who is the embodiment of that word? Well, there's a few. Ming the Merciless in um, Flash Gordon. No, I'm going to tell you who it is. Uh, it's actually a man by the net. Well, there's a few according to the Googles. One in particular who we're going to discuss called Vlad Tepes. <gasps> is it, was he the vampire? Yes. Well, he was actually the son of the vampire. I learnt a lot. Um, Vlad the Impaler, also known as Vlad the Dracul. Dracul. Vlad, From Transylvania. He was a Romanian dictator born somewhere around 18, no, 14. Jeez, listeners, did you think? 18 a bit old. Goodness <laughs> me, that, that's not 14. olden days enough. 14, Four, 1425 to 1477. So we're he, talking before the French started to cut people's heads off. About the same time. Oh, I thought it was a 15 minute. Anyway. Europe was going through a phase. Yeah. Everything and everyone should get butchered. And they needed to wear berets and say, Liberté, Galatea, Fraternité. Well, that was France. I'm talking about Romania. Yeah. Back on track. Europe. So Vlad was a dictator and his father was even worse. Um, but his father and his brother got murdered in one fell swoop. Um, Did I, Vlad murder them? No, I don't have the details, but he watched them get murdered and then he fled and hid. I think that's when he hid in the dirt. But he emerged later as an adult and became awful, awful. He was pissed off. Well, wouldn't you be? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's the classic basis for any movie, really. I'm not sure how long he was in the dirt, but it was a a hot minute. How was his dad worse? Oh, he was a king as well, and he just lopped everyone's head off, basically. But Vlad was known, I didn't know this, he was very proud of Romanian culture and heritage, but to the point of socialism, basically. So what happened was... If you were in Romania and you didn't and you weren't Romanian 1,000%, which meant, you know, you subscribed to and followed every idiosyncrasy, every ideology, every system, you were killed. 
So when in Romania, do what the Romanians do or your fucking head comes off. Yeah, and he used to impale people, which is why he got known as the impaler. So yeah. and he was doing impaling. That. So you get a big spike. Yeah. And then you drop someone in from the <gasps> asshole first. No. And they slowly slide down the no. They must live for some of that. They're alive for most of it. It's not until it gets to your esophagus. I didn't know. I wish I hadn't asked. That's terrible. I used to go to a place. Did it come right outside your head? Yeah. You'd become like a kablab. I mean a kebab. And then you could get <laughs> basted. You know, I used to go to this place in Victoria. You may have gone to it called um, Cryle Castle. Do you ever hear of that? No. About an hour outside of Melbourne. It's somewhere near, it's not, I want to say Castle, Maine, but I feel like that's just because it's got Castle Castle and it's a lie. I think it's more Ballarat way. Cryle Castle was a real castle and they had a, <laughs> they had a chamber, they had a torture chamber in there. Like a real, not a real one, but like one where they used dummies and wax things and and that was one of them. My God. They showed you. They had this big, and it was like a person-sized metal or wooden spike. Javelin thing. And they would lo- they would tie your hands and feet together so that your asshole, your actual, was, was ready to go. And, and I, I mean, you and I wouldn't know what that's like. No. And then you no would. Relaxant. Then you would. No lube, no poppers. Then they would just pop you straight on there <gasps> and it would, sl- the gravity would slowly drag your body. And it would be slow and painful, the screaming. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the other thing that he did, which is why he became known as Trakul, was that he, and I don't know if this is the correct word, I'm sure it's not, and Penny and I will deal with it later, is he bled people. So he believed that there was a property in the blood that would keep you young and delicious and fresh. So he used to cut the... um, The jugular. Thank you. And he would take... Let it pump all the blood. Yep, into a bath. And then he would (gasps) either bathe in it or he would put his favourite animals in it. Like he would celebrate in it. And did he he do any sacrifices? All the... the sacrifice lowering the- someone asshole first onto a pike isn't a fucking sacrifice, honey. But is he doing it while he's in a bloodbath? I mean, when that's a bloodbath. When in Romania, yeah. So that's Vlad the Impaler. And he was malevolent, like Male- on malevolent. malevolent. If malevolent had a spectrum, he'd be right at the red end, wouldn't he? Uh, look, but he was equally loved and equally hated. He was killed eventually. How could anybody love a man who bathes in blood? Because of his character being so impassioned about the Romanian yeah, so culture. Yeah, so if you were if you were a gypsy through and through, you're into the gypsiness. <laughs> he loved you, and you loved him. Yes, your asshole was intact. You've got your little um, timber he caravan. You, he and gave you rubles. Mm. I made that up. And you went around doing tarot card things, I suppose. Now we're getting personal. What? It's not a bad thing. I do tarot cards and she was shaming me. <laughs> I felt that. He's very good at it. He's very good. <laughs> and I'm not shaming him. He's just being funny. Okay, so that's malevolent. Malevolent. That's malevolent. That's the yeah. first M word. Now that's going to lead me into, if you don't mind, Matthew's Monday mood. Na-na. Matthew's Monday mood. Well, I'm in a mood. And Are you? I'm in a mood and I'd like to talk about it. And you remember the Spanish crab mood from last week? I'll never forget. <laughs> well, that was a and that was a moody mood. That was a, a malevolent mood, malevolent shit. I can't do it. That word's <laughs> murdering me. I would like to talk about uh, this this week a good mood that I'm in, uh, and it's fairly simple and it's one that's fairly eye rolly. But as you know, Michelle, I swim now. Yes, I've taken up a bit of exercise. I go to the pool and I swim, and I've just noticed, and ladies and gentlemen, valued listener, I'm a 40-year-old male that's been alive for a minute and I've done some living and this may seem banal and basic, but it's true. I didn't know how delicious exercise was 
And I mean that not just in a somatic response that your body has, but how your mind actually responds after you've exerted the hormones that it needs to get through a bit of exercise. Your whole perspective for the next X amount of time, depending on how your day rolls, is just better. And you float out of there on... Uh, dopamine, don't yep, you? You float you out there on good feelings. And it's healthy dopamine. It's not one that you smoked. That's not that it. I, not that either of us would know about that. No, I don't even know what you mean. No. Um, there's only one dopamine and it's the pool dopamine. <laughs> Do you stick with the line when you're swimming? Yes, but I don't like to share my lane, so I go in the middle. Yeah, but right. But I don't stick to one side of the line unless I have to. So you stick to the, the, uh, the top of the line? Yes. Is that part of what makes you relaxed? No, it's the breathing. The repetition, okay. And it's the feeling of the water on my skin. But it's also now nowadays, I've been swimming now for about six months and I've started to increase just bit by bit the length that I do. I started doing 10 laps and basically breaststroke because I was a porpoise that was out of water. Yeah. So I'd get in the water and everything would shut down and I'd just float. I'd doggy paddle a little bit, which was better than nothing. Now I do 20 laps and I can do about four to six of freestyle. I do a lot of backstroke and uh, breaststroke. And is it a really hot feeling to feel proud of yourself yeah. about that progress? Yeah. Absolutely. And even just good. even just doing one extra lap. Yep. And Because you, you, in your head you've counted down the laps and you think, all right, I'm at the end, I've done 18, for example, and then your body goes whoop and starts doing another lap and you go, you sneaky little yeah. I love you. And you know how hard one lap can be. Yeah. yeah. And you are out of breath. You do come at the end of it out of breath, but in the best way, the best out of breath and your mind, your body, everything kind of, you have like this beautiful little, you know, moment, another M word, a little moment that just makes you feel good in that moment. And it doesn't need to be before or after. It's just then. So I had a really good one of those today. Good. Before you and I met up, I went for a swim and I did 20 laps and there was almost no one there and it was just magnificent. And as I walked um, to the showers after my swim, my whole body just thanked me from head to toe and it was I could feel it. It was a felt sense. A tingly feeling? Just just a gratitude, just a gratefulness that went really deep into my, my core, my centre, my chakra, if you will. I don't know what that means. And it was just beautiful. So Matthew's Monday mood is actually one of gratitude and just like deliciousness for doing exercise, which I know, Valued listener, you're all eye-rolling, but no, it's a big deal for me and I'm proud of myself. I think, though, that that story is a very important one because it is actually human to forget how wonderful exercise is. And the reason is a biological one. We were, or an evolutionary one really, isn't it? Mm. We were only five minutes ago toiling the land, we didn't need to get exercise because we worked to our, our fingers to the bone, Correct. just surviving. But now we live in a developed society where everything is at our fingertips and suddenly we need to move our bodies yep. because we're made to move and made to burn energy. Toil the land. Yeah. So instead of tilling the land, <laughs> instead of tilling the land, you can go get, put that black line behind you, behind you, behind you, behind you. Yeah, no, I feel good about it. So that, Valued Listener, is uh, Matthew's Monday moment. Oh, what's that? Was that a knock at the door? I think it might have been. I'm going to turn around and look at the door. <gasps> Who could it be? Oh, look. Okay, look. At, oh, now I've turned back and Michelle's vanished. But here at the door we have Penny Pennant. Now, as I mentioned to you guys, dear listener, Penny contacted me recently very upset uh, at my alliteration and articulation of last week's show. I was incensed by her comment, so I invited her to come on air to have a little discussion with me. Welcome, Penny Pedant, to the show. Hello, Spunk Muffin. How are you? I'm good, Penny. How are you? Look, I'm okay. I'm happy enough. 
I just really need to have a little talk to you about the way you're articulating, Matthew. I think that there's a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you say malevolent for me, Matthew? Malevolent. There we go. Ma- I, w- I rest my case. Malevolent. Now, listen, I've got, I've got a bit of a problem too with the way that you're producing some of your written material. I've seen some baker's apostrophes in there. They're not needed, Matthew. They're unnecessary. They're unnecessary and a bit of a problem. Penny, what's your background? My background, darling, previously a teacher... I'm now a a professional grammar Nazi and I am in a hurry. I can't stay for long. Why are you in a hurry, Penny? Sven is waiting for me. Who's Sven? He's my masseuse, my personal masseuse. Now, Matthew, the other thing that I'd really like to talk to you about is the inappropriate use of the exclamation point. You can't go getting excited on every fucking sentence. I am excited on every sentence, Penny, and I really don't appreciate you trying to take that away from Maury. The problem, Matthew, is that you diminish the exciting sentences when you make every sentence look just as exciting. It's true. Can you give me an example, please? Yes. The dog ran up the stairs. The lady fell down the stairs. The man... Came to the stairs. Look, look. Can you see what I'm saying? Can you see what I'm saying? The stairs sound like an incredible place, though. They sound like there's lots of Well, they're killing people. They're raising people up. They're bringing families together. Why must we not celebrate those stairs? How would you say those sentences with a full stop, Penny Pedant? You'd say the lady fell down the stairs. Oh, how very morbid. The dog. Shit. On the stairs. I thought it ran up the stairs, I couldn't remember. (laughs) I'm old and I haven't had my massage, Matthew. (laughs) Come on, be a little gentle with me. Um, And what did the man do at the stairs, Penny? Man came to the stairs. He did, well done. And he helped the lady. So, Penny, I understand I need to be less exclamatory. Is that right? You do, you do. You just need to be careful with your punctuation, people. You know, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to put a full stop in the right place, to maybe cut some long, long, long sentences into pieces. I'd give that applause. I would. Thank you, Matthew. Now, Penny, Sven's just texted you. I think I saw yes, can it. Yes, can we give the? Can we hurry this up, please? Because Thank I've got. Thank you for coming. <clears throat> I really appreciate it. I I've might have pain. you back if I ever have words that I don't understand, and maybe you can help me unpack them. But for now. Can you say malevolent for me just one time before I go? Malevolent. I'll rest my case. I'll be back. Goodbye. <laughs> that was Penny Pedden, everyone. Um, she looked as uptight as she sounded, and I won't unpack that anymore. And here comes Michelle's back. Hello, Michelle. Oh, hi. How are you? Where'd you go? I went into my um, telephone box, okay. you know, like Superman. Okay, Doctor Who. Now, that's Doctor <gasps> Who... Uh, both of them went into telephone boxes, didn't they? Yes. No. I want a TARDIS, though. It's much more fun, although I would love to live in the Fortress of Solitude. I don't know what these words mean. Oh, Fortress of Solitude was where um, Superman found his mum and dad, you know. Oh. And his dad I'm was... I'm not a nerd. His dad was Marlon Brando. You don't anyway. remember? Anyway. Anyway. Um, Do you remember the TARDIS? I didn't. I watched Doctor Who when I was a really little kid, but it scared me. It scared the shit out of me. What yeah. scared me was one of the robots vomited milk. Oh my god! 
And I used to have nightmares about it. Did it really? Oh, it was really scary, yeah. One of the robots vomited milk. Yeah, and it was that weird intersection between human and robot and, oh, I couldn't cope. Speaking of things we can't cope with, we're going to wrap up this episode by me saying to you, Michelle, now that you're back, thanks for skiving, by the way. Thanks. Let's unpack the word. (laughs) Mythical. (gasps) Mythical. I love the word mythical. Doesn't it make you think of King Arthur? King Arthur and Excalibur? No, mythical to me makes me think of that giant doggo dragon thing from the never-ending story that flew through the sky. Oh, yeah. Never-ending story. Uh, and it was thing? a sort of a dog thing, wasn't Doggo, it? I can't remember it its name. It was a dog name. dragon and yeah. it had a beautiful face. It was friendly. It was, it was a, and you sat on its back. And it had, because it had dog hands and legs, but it had a tail. Like a it, drog. That's, yes. Maybe it was a drog. Yeah. That's what it had a name. It started with L. That's what uh, mythical uh, brings up in me. But okay, I also research into it. Yeah, well, look, I I think a lot about uh, Queen Guinevere and the Knights of the Round Table. A little bit of Morgan Le Fay, an M word. A bit of Merlin. Yes. Okay. Merlin's a good one. Have you read the Once and Future King? No. Oh my God! Read it. Read it. Read it. In it, Merlin takes the young King Arthur into a variety of different environments to help to help him to learn. And to do that, for example, he miniaturises them and they go and they work out what ants do. They watch the ants in their blind mass working environment. It's fascinating. It's an old book. It's a beautiful book and I would very, very highly recommend it. Sorry to go off on that tangent. And read so, it twice. No, oh, yeah, read it twice. Maybe read it four <laughs> times because you love it so much. Um, I also think of Medusa. Yes. She was a gorgon, you know. What's that? Well, she had three sisters. She was one of four gorgons and they were the worst type of monster you could possibly get, partly because they did really shit things like turn you into stone. That's pretty shit. Yeah. I want more information about a gorgon. Well, a gorgon was a... A hybrid, a, a an outcome of a love tryst between two gods whose names escape me at the moment, but they were the big ones, you know, like maybe Thor and yes, Athena, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but good gods? I mean, gods were neither. Good gods, but bad gorgons came out of them. Well, we've all, we've all had a bad gorgon moment. We have. Have you had a bad Cerberus moment or That's, a Hydra? So Medusa was one of four ladies all sisters. She was the beautiful one. The other three were but ugly, apparently, <laughs> according to myth, according to official <laughs> mythological. But she text. had snakes for hair. She had snakes for hair. And did she um, actually have snakes for hair, or she, was that dramatized? No, she was given snakes for hair as a punishment by her mother. Her mother was a bit of a. She wasn't very nice. I was, you know, did see the you next Tuesday. Her? No, no, no. They were anti-Medusa, pro other people, but they didn't get to bite other people either because she turned them into stone too quick. It pissed the snakes off probably. They're like, oh, a human, I want to bite them. So oh, no, now they become stone. She turned her own hairdo into stone. No, 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 she turned you into stone. So she would stand in front of you and she would say, I don't like you much. I've Bang. done what I need to do with you. Now you die. And I so make you into stone. The, the snakes, Unless a succubus came along. The snakes remained alive. Oh, yes, all the time. They would They would. How would you sleep with snake head? Oh, snakes, well, and they're nocturnal. Are they? So you'd have to become nocturnal. a night person. 
Yes. <laughs> Not a morning pet. So Medusa was, you know, shit if you caught her at 6am <laughs> with her coffee. You're like, oh, look, I've been up all fucking night with these goddamn snakes and now the snakes are asleep and, look, my hair is a mess. You know, they're, like, lying down yes. really lank. I've got lank snakes. It's like when Marge Simpson gets her hair wet yes, and it comes yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. It's a pop. And you don't know what to do with her. She looks no. so different. How, and how do you how do you coil up 5,000 snakes and make them look good when they're lank? It's like, no, no, I'm asleep now. No wonder she um, was in a ratchet mood all the time. She was always annoyed. And, and Med- she never got married because nobody could get near her. She tried to fuck them. They turned to stone. <laughs> or they get that? bit. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Try and give her a kiss. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> um, mythology also reminds me uh, of the Kraken uh, and um, everything to do with Alice in Wonderland mm. and all of the wonderful things that Louis Carroll wrote about dragons. dragons. Oh, do you like yourself a bit of Crown of um, Game of Thrones? Crown of Thrones. I was going to say it's going to mix two. <laughs> two great two BBC shows. shows. Yes, yes. I look. Do you want the truth? Yeah, go. I am not a nerd. Okay, but let me extrapolate. So winter isn't coming for you? No, 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 let me extrapolate. I have some really good friends. They know who they are and they will be listening to this podcast. When Game we of will Thrones, make them. When Game of Thrones first came out or like I think it took me until about season four to mm. start watching it and these two would gag on it all the time. Every time there was a new episode, gag, phones on mute, you know, see you later. And I used to shame them. I'd walk past and be like, you fucking nerds. You're addicted. Who watches this nerd shit? You fucking weirdos. And then I'd go and watch The Bachelor in Paradise, right? Because oh, you're old class. <laughs> well, no truth. I'm a big brother hoe. And they used to spit at me. They'd go, get fucked then, you. Sorry, everyone, I'm swearing a lot because this is a true story. And, and probably- they did still like him, but there was a black spot in the relationship. There was, a- and it went on for four years. Eventually, though, they said, shut up and watch season, I think, one and two. It was up to the Red Wedding, which I think is season two. They said, shut up and watch it till season two, particularly this one episode. And I thought, all right, by this stage, the world had gone nuts for it. Like we're up to season four-ish and it was just everywhere all the time. And I thought, fine, as you and I discussed today, I can be a bit of a sheep. So when it was time for me to join the flock, I sat down and I started watching it. Well, dear valued listener and my two friends in particular, I was absolutely fucking changed. It blew my head off. It was so well-crafted, so well-acted. Um, the storylines were so relatable. On Perfection. So, it really was. Yep. And the Red Wedding episode, oh. just I couldn't anymore. No. I had to have a conversation with God when that episode happened. I had a conversation with God after the episode of the king who had kids with all his daughters. Yeah, well, there was a few of those in that show. Or when that young, really bratish, blonde-haired one threw himself out the window or got pushed or something. I'm not sure. I mean, incest all over the place too. Oh, yeah, and the brother and sister that kept fucking all the way through to the end, but then she got shamed and had to walk through town naked. That was powerful. And a good comment on the feminine It was actually. Anyway, so I became a convert and I watched it then through the end and I, I became more obsessed than my two friends. And I actually did ring them one day and I said, I bequeath an apology. No, wrong. I bequeath a forgiveness. I, Are you asking for a forgiveness? I basically said I'm a shit and I'm really sorry that I shamed you for all those years for being nerds when really this was the best thing that ever happened in my life. And now, and they just slammed the door at me and went, yes, we'll talk to you in a week. We told you that dragons are fabulous. Loved it. That's very mythical, that show. Oh, Loved it. Look, it's absolutely beautiful and some of the scenes will stay with me forever. The eating of the heart. Oh, 
The tree. And the rapey rapey. The tree and the tall guy and the woman that looked like a man, but and I don't mean to say that in a rude way. Oh, the incredible soldier. I'm oh. in love with her. I want to marry her. She's in, um, I want to marry her too. We'll marry her together. Okay, Polly. She can protect us all. She can. She was amazing. And I'm sure she'll just agree. She'll come on the board with that for sure. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Unbelievable. And lastly, mythical for me, Care Bears. <gasps> the Care Bears. They lived in clouds. They had special colours that, you know, shone out of their stomachs. Yeah, but I've got a really weird feeling about them. I've got a feeling that they live with the Teletubbies and therefore something truly fucked up is going on oh. in the night garden. That's where they all live. The night garden oh. is weird, isn't it? Have you seen yes. it with the Tinky Winkies and the Tanky Wanker? Oh, God, it frightened the shit out of me. And my- what frightened me particularly was that my two young, my niece and nephew, very little, loved it, sat in front of it, spellbound. My nephew, when he was four, I went over there and it was on and I couldn't look away. It like, was like looking at a murder. It's weird. And I was freaky. watching and he was locked on the screen. And I said, Murphy, what are you watching? And he was like, tinky winky. And I was like, <gasps> I want to know what it's doing to their brains. It's 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 doing some it's communication like child- that we don't know. It's about. like child heroin. Yeah, yeah. But I ended up watching a season and a half of it. God, I hope you didn't get the, into the wiggles as well. Well, no. I've got an anti-wiggles rule in the, my, my there's car. There's now like three women wiggles. Like they've gone through a whole I know. They're getting divor- uh, divorced. They're getting diverse, I should say. <laughs> they're getting diverse. Thank you for unpacking Mythical with us, Michelle. Thank um, you. And I know she's gone now, but we'll thank Penny. We've come to the end of our episode. To thank you again, Michelle. Um, now, next episode. <laughs> Just like the way you say Michelle. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You're welcome too, Matthew. 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 Matthew, or as some call me, once I got called up for an award on stage and they went, thank you for uh, please presenting Mathway. Fuck me. <laughs> he spells his name the French way, and so it's actually supposed to sound like a sneeze. Matthew. Not Mathway. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Thank you, Miss Michelle. What we're going to do, I think, and I'm just trouncing this on you now. See, that's another way. Penny will come for me on that one next week because that was wrong. Next week, let's get our significant others to give each other the M word. So All right. Even though we've got bags and bags of mail outside with suggestions. I'm going to ignore all of them. We will, we will get our socials up soon. Um, and prob- anything you write to us, we will respond within 24, 48 hours. Months. Yeah. I'm thinking once you're listening to this, we probably will have the socials up. So just have a look for Eminem. But if we don't yet, just a minute. I'm going to get uh, my husband to give you your M word and perhaps you can get your significant other to give me mine. Sounds like a good idea. And then we'll come together and we'll unpack, explore, meander, move, mix, modulate and... Melt. Melt and meld in together as one. Muck in. Thank you, dear listener. Thank you, Michelle. We won't be munted. Thank you very much, Matthew. Ma-Matthew, Ma-Matthew, Ma-Matthew. Michelle.